Welcome to Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. We're talking about the greatest sermon ever preached. The Lord himself brought it, and it's called the Sermon on the Mount. Now, it's recorded in Matthew 5, 6, and 7 in the Gospel according to Matthew, and again in Luke 6. Jesus preached it many different times, and this in the course here that he did on Matthew 5, 6, and 7, he went up the mountain and then gave the sermon. In Luke 6, he's coming down the mountain, which we believe to be a different time, but pretty well the same ethics are told again to the disciples. In Matthew 5, 6, and 7 is the constitution for the kingdom of heaven. It mentions, mentions nothing about being born again. It mentions nothing about having the Holy Ghost. These are a given. This is going on unto perfection and to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, even as Jesus stated in Matthew 5, 48. Be you therefore perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. We are to come to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, and he tells us the characteristics, the ethics that we must have in order to reach that goal, that final glory, before the second advent, not after in the sweet by and by where we will understand it all, and many preachers will say that. Many ministers will say, we'll understand it in the sweet by and by. But that's not the case, that the Holy Ghost is to lead us and guide us into all truth before the great and terrible day of the Lord come, that we'll reach the status of fathers. In the full nature of Jesus, there of being partakers of his divine nature. And we see that in Matthew 5, 6, and 7, that Jesus starts, and he went up into a mountain, and he was set. That's S-E-T, not S-I-T, forever settled. And these are eternal truths that he has given. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, and these are what we call the Beatitude. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now he says the kingdom of heaven, and other places we're going to see reference to the kingdom of God. Now the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteous, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. The kingdom of God doesn't come with observation, where they say low here or low there, but is within you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. We all understand that. It's the same Holy Ghost, kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven. How be it? The kingdom of heaven is a higher glory in the leading of the Holy Ghost unto perfection. It tells us what is essential, necessary for us to be able to enter the kingdom of heaven. And it's been quoted by more ministers as the greatest sermon ever preached uh, there by the Lord Jesus himself. As we look at it there, the kingdom of heaven is a higher state than just having the Holy Ghost. It is obedience unto perfection. And it tells us what we must do in obedience in order to have entrance into the kingdom of heaven. First, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. 
Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger, not just hunger. It's something that we have to do. We put an effort. We have to press toward the mark. We have to stir ourselves up. We have to diligently seek the Lord our God. And those that do hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. And Jesus goes on and says, You are the salt of the earth. You're a candle uh, that is not hid under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And he goes on and tells uh, that the obedience is unto perfection, as we see in Matthew 5. And he talks about this perfection that we must receive, we must attain. Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. He said that in the days of his flesh. We have to love our enemies. Do good to them that spitefully use us. They smite you on the one cheek, turn the other. They ask you for your coat, give them your cloak also. They ask you to go one mile, go twain, go two miles. And render not evil for evil. When we look at the requirements that many overlook, <clears throat> that certainly is profound in Matthew 6. Now, the sermon takes place in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. In Matthew 6, verse 19, Jesus says, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And he talks about the light of the body as the eye. The profound truth there, except a man forsaketh all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. When the rich young ruler came to Jesus, and said, and was questioning about eternal life. What must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said, keep the commandments. He referenced him as good master. And Jesus said, what callest thou me good? There's none good but one, that is God. But if you will enter into life, keep the commandments. He said, which ones? And Jesus told him. And he's talking about the Decalogue, the Ten Commandments. And he said, all these I've kept from my youth of what lack I yet. And Jesus loved him. But he said, one thing thou lackest, 
You haven't reached perfection. You haven't forsaken all that's in the world, your earthly treasures. And they said, well, you really don't have to do that. Just be willing to do it. That's not what Jesus said. He told the young man, the rich young ruler, sell that you have and give to the poor and go pick up your cross and follow me. He required selling all that he had. Somebody said, well, that was just one thing that the rich young ruler lacked. Well, then we see Jesus again giving the same principle. There was a ground of a rich man that brought forth plentifully. And he said, what shall I do? He said, I know what I'll do. I'll pull down my barns and build greater. That's a good businessman. He's, he is uh, having a good stock portfolio, an investment portfolio, and expanding his business. Stocks, bonds, mutual funds, etc. And real estate. I'll pull down my barns and build greater. Then I'll say, so take thine ease. Eat, drink, and be merry. For thou hast much good stored up for many years. Then we hear, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. What? The man was a good businessman. He didn't lie, cheat, or steal. Didn't kill anybody. There's no place that says that he was uh, uh, dead in uh, crookedness or lying or cheating and stealing to get the well. And the ground brought forth plentifully. Yet, Jesus is telling us there that his soul is required of him. And at that time, he said, Then who's those, who shall those things be that you have laid up? So is he that is rich toward self and not rich toward God. Oh, my. Now, that is for us today. Luke 12, Luke in his gospel says the same thing. It's not a suggestion. It's a commandment unto perfection. Those that follow Christ unto perfection, sell that you have and give alms. Provide for yourself treasures in the heavens where moss and rust have not corrupt, and thieves do not break through and steal. For where your treasure is, there is your heart also. That is, he that is rich toward self and not rich toward God will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. It requires, the Lord requires perfection. Setting our affections on the things above, not on the things beneath, not on the earthly things. We see there that Jesus, after he talked to the rich young ruler and told him that sell that you have, give to the poor, go pick up your cross and follow me, that the disciples following Jesus were just astonished. They couldn't believe what they heard. Who then can be saved? It seemed just an extraordinary requirement of our Lord. And Jesus said, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle 
than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Well, they think that's impossible. They said, with man, it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. And that is he that is rich toward self and not rich toward God cannot inherit the kingdom of heaven. He cannot enter in. There we see this great truth. Except a man forsaketh all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. But somebody said, but I'm just supposed to work all my life and then just give it all away. We're not giving it away. You're providing for yourself treasures in the heaven. And Jesus gave a promise there. Those that have forsaken houses, lands, possessions, Mark 10, shall receive a a hundredfold more in this lifetime. A hundredfold more in this lifetime with persecution. That is a promise of God. And in the life to come, life everlasting. Somebody has asked, well, have you sold that before, Brother Beard? The, yes, the answer is yes. First going into the ministry, sold out. My wife and I sold out our possessions, got rid of the two cars, sold everything we had, and gave it to the minister where I followed after doing so. And at that time, can we say the Lord gave us a hundredfold blessing? I can say it was much more than just a hundredfold. The Lord is true to his word. You're not just giving away money. But those that come unto perfection, and that's what the body of Christ is called for. Just as he stated there in Matthew 5, 48, be therefore perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. Having no confidence in the flesh. That takes the faith to know that God will provide for you, seeking you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be provided for you. Well, that's certainly faith. Coming out of the world and literally selling all possessions, Jesus did it. All the apostles followed suit, and the church in the book of Acts, the second and fourth chapter, did and literally did the same thing that Jesus commanded. All that has houses or lands or possessions, sold them and laid them at the apostles' feet. Somebody said, well, what do you do? You don't do anything until you're led of the Holy Ghost. If God's called you for it, then the obedience is required. And that person is is being dealt with at a different level with the Lord. There are different levels that God deals with. There's He deals different with a sinner as he, than a, a person that has come in and been born again. Then, as we sanctify ourselves, holy, both spirit, soul, and body, and we go up progression from glory to glory, we then, he said, I no more call you servants, but I call you friends. For a servant knows not what his Lord doeth. There's different progressions. We go for from newborn babes to little children, and then from little children to young men, from young men to fathers. The fathers are the ones that come into perfection, and they are the only ones 
that'll be sealed in the apocalyptic sealing in Revelation 7. He goes on, and in Matthew 7, he says in verse 21, not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that does the will of my Father which is in heaven. Does the will of God? Yes. Many will say to me, Jesus said in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? Haven't we done that? And in thy name cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works. Jesus did not say, no, you didn't. But then a profound truth came. And Jesus stated, if I profess of them, depart from me, I never knew you. Never knew you. Notice there again, he says, there, then, while well, I profess of them, I never knew you. All this time, and what? They did not do the will of God. They had the Holy Ghost, obviously. They did many wonderful works in his name. They cast out devils in his name. They prophesied in his name. They had the gifts of the Holy Ghost, but simply did not do the will of God, which is obedience unto righteousness. Doing the will of God in their life, the purpose that God has called each of us for. They missed that mark. And he said, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity, lawlessness. Now that is a profound statement there that Jesus makes. They did not make heaven. They did not have access to enter into the kingdom of heaven. The Lord is doing the same today. The gospel hasn't changed. This prosperity gospel that says there's a hundredfold blessing, you just give an offering, is a lie. Mark 10, these are the ones that have forsaken houses, lands, possessions. They forsook all. And to them, it is promised a hundredfold blessing in this lifetime with persecutions and in the life to come, life everlasting. Those that will be perfect, perfection is required. We must go on to the measure of the statue of Jesus unto a perfect man. Check it out. We will be covering the things of faith, going up into Jesus and all things and all truth in the new thing, the new wine and new wineskins that we must prepare for ourselves in order to do the will of God. So we work out our own salvation with fear and trembling for it's God that worketh in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. That is the constitution of the kingdom of heaven. We must do these things. We must love our enemies. We must pray for them that despitefully use us. We must love our neighbor as ourselves. The same love that Jesus had for us, that same love we have, must have one toward another. And we must forsake all the world. That's something you don't hear preached. They tell you you can have all the world. You can be blessed and prosper in the world and heap it treasures up on yourself. That is a lie. Jesus stated that in the 
total kingdom of heaven. What must be done in order to enter in? That is the constitution of the kingdom of heaven. It is the bylaw of the kingdom of heaven. And one that does not do it and has dealt with in the Holy Ghost, the leading of God, and does not do it, even though think that he had done a good work, prophesying in his name, casting out devils in his name, doing many wonderful works in his name, will hear the frightful words, depart from me, I never knew you. Something to think about. If you have questions, please contact us. We'd love to meet with you. Tune into the podcast, as well as we have our jcic.tv private website for those that would like to go in deeper in the streaming at 2 o'clock daily. All you have to do is register with us at jcic.tv and uh, we will be streaming and you will have uh, a time to comment or to ask questions during the streaming. Well, we look forward to seeing you there. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold, the real Jesus.